the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. You can find our podcast Instagram at Happy and Single. And today's episode 78, and it's entitled Once I Know What I Want, Where Do I Even Start? So this is probably one of the the biggest things for a lot of people. Well, between the last episode that we did last week, I mean, and I think I think especially as single people, like we have we have so many opportunities available to us. We have different opportunities of developing different habits, we have different career opportunities, we have dif- different opportunities to travel. We have different opportunities of relationships. But where do we even begin? Well, you know, kind of speaking a little bit more starting out today of you know, when you get an idea that you want to run with, like run with it. I think a lot of times what we really want is we want an entire book handed to us of the step-by-step instructions that we have to follow in order to get where we want to be. That, that is what that, that's why so many people look for, you know, the 10 steps and the seven steps and the 21 steps and any amount of steps. But truthfully, if you start following their path, it might work for you and it might not. All that, all that was happening when they were following that path is they were living a guided life. They, they were going down a road that they felt was best for them. And they were taking the steps that occurred to them. What if, you, what if you stopped waiting to see every tiny step? I mean, when you pull out your GPS and you, know, you drive from here to New York City, do you look at every single tiny turn that you're going to make along the way? Probably not. And, and even on, those, on the way to your destination, you're going to have to take other turns. I mean, unless you want to plot out every single gas station you're going to stop at, every single restaurant you're going to stop at on the way to New York City, then you're probably going to make some turns that you don't plan on making. Well, what if you realize that you don't have to have the entire picture? You don't have to have the entire staircase. I love the quote, the quote by Martin Luther King that says, you don't have to see the entire staircase. You just have to see the first step. And the way that I really see that, I want you to picture a staircase. And I want you to picture that everything of the staircase is entirely black. You, you know there's something there, but it has one of those really special lights. And all you can see is that first step. Well, once you step onto that first step, you'll be, you know, maybe the light moves a little, a little bit and you're able to see the next step in front of you. And then you're able to see the next step and the next step and the next step. You can have a vision of where you want to go. For example, the New York City example. And then you just take the next step that occurs to you in front of you. We are the ones that make this so challenging and so difficult. 
we want to know not only what step to take, but the perfect step to take. Now, the more steps that you take, the more you will be guided in what to do next. But when we have so much thinking about the next right thing to do, we're actually not being present, guys. What you're trying to do is you're trying to figure it out. I mean, and maybe you do that with, maybe you've done that with a relationship. I, I remember a particular relationship. This has been, oh, probably 12 years or over 12 years ago or thereabouts. And and there was a girl that I was really interested in and I really enjoyed, I enjoyed her company, but I was so, so, I had to know everything. And I remember, I mean, I mean, at this point we'd probably gone, gone out on a few dates and I remember a specific time after, after a few dates where we were really enjoying each other. And I think by this point, we'd already, we'd already kissed. I remember sitting on a couch with her and being like, okay, where is this going? <laughs> I, I really do, guys. I, I, I remember being on a couch and saying, okay, where, where are we going? Now, I know that m- might sound funny for the guy to do the equivalent of bringing up the uh, the DTR, the determining the relationship, but I did. Because I had to know where we were going. I, I had to know that end result. It was like, hey, if I don't know exactly where this going, then, then this journey is not worth my time. Well, that journey brought a lot of wonderful, wonderful experiences. It also brought a lot of really hard experiences. And in the end, it did not work out. And that's okay. You know, there were things that I learned in that experience that were so important for me. Um, one of those things I learned, that was, at this time, that was only the second girl that I'd kissed. And the first girl that I'd, I had kissed, there was no sparks, there was no anything. But I had nothing else to compare it to because it was the first girl I'd ever kissed. And one thing that occurs to me now, like literally in this moment, is wow, what a blessing that relationship was just to show me what physical chemistry actually was. I mean, there were, there were sparks, there were fireworks. It was, it was awesome. You know, when, when, when you kiss somebody that you just connect with, like it's, it's amazing. Guys, if I'd never taken that journey, I never would have realized that. And this may sound crazy to some of the people listening, but if the only lesson I got out of that relationship was what it feels like to have chemistry with somebody, it was worth everything I had to go through. But like I said, I felt like I had to know the end from the beginning. I had to know exactly what was going to happen in that relationship, but that relationship was probably never meant to turn into any, any, anything more. We, me and that girl, we saw the world a little bit differently. We saw life a little bit differently. And it probably would have never worked out. But I am so incredibly grateful for that. And it's only in this moment, 12 years later, that I realize that.
So you have no idea what lessons life is trying to teach you. You have no idea what you're going to have to go through. You have no idea the experiences that you're going to have to experience. Yes, I realized that was redundant. And so what if we stopped worrying so much about where something is going to lead? I know this sounds very simple, but if you want to do something, do it. There's so many people out there that have so many amazing ideas, but they just don't know where to start. I mean, being single is a wonderful time to develop a new talent, to develop a new hobby. Because I've heard from plenty of married people that you just don't have as much time when you get married. Now, I've never been married. I don't know if that's true. I also know other married people that they do find time for the things that they enjoy. So I think we find what we're looking for. But unless you take the journey, like you can't see what's around the next... Forgive, forgive the reference, that I, and I promise I won't sing it, but you don't know what's waiting just around the river bend. Yes, I am, I am a huge Disney guy, but there's a great point in that. If I'm looking straight ahead and I think, oh, well, if I have to go down that road, that's where that's going to lead, and then I'm going to have to do this thing that I don't want to do, and this other thing that I don't want to do, and this other thing that I don't want to do. What if you just took a few steps and looked around that next bend and you realize, oh, wait a second, that's actually pretty awesome. I mean, I use this story plenty on on the podcast, but I didn't think I wanted to do a podcast and it took six months for Heavenly Father to really convince me to do it. But now I love it because I learned so much as I, as I share things with you guys, like it, it has opened up so many cool doors. I never would have realized that. I looked at it quite simply as, well, nobody's ever going to listen to that. Well, first of all, I looked at it, I don't listen to podcasts hardly, so why is anyone else going to want to listen to what I have to say? Well, the cool part about what I have to say is it's not really what I have to say. It's whatever the Spirit has to say through me to you. And I love being that. I love coming into this with just a topic and kind of seeing where it goes. I mean, that's actually a really cool example of of this principle in action. Okay, well, what do I want? Well, once I know the topic I want to talk about, or more importantly, that I feel guided to talk about, cool, my next step is just sitting down and talking. And, And sometimes things flow pretty well. And other times they don't flow as well. And I think it's the same for each step on our journey. Like some things are going to flow and other things aren't going to flow as well. One way you, either way you get an education. So I guess having this really cool conversation with, uh, with somebody yesterday and they shared with me how it's in this room that I, that I host called heartfeltpresence.org that me and a bunch of coaches host. So if you ever want to talk to a coach, feel free to go there pretty much 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's a coach you can talk to for free. And we were talking and I, you know, I shared how one of the things I do is I call and connect with people. And, and we were talking and she kind of mentioned how, you know, how wonderful it is when people don't answer, you know, what a gift that is because 
Like, my only job is showing up. Like, my only job whatsoever is showing up and putting out into the world what I can put out in the world. Like, there's a great quote by Julia Cameron that says, um, it's my job to do the work, not judge the work. Doesn't mean I don't judge the work at times. It just means that, but that's what we do, guys. Like, we, we prematurely judge the things that we're, we think are going to happen. You prematurely judge that, you know, if you go out with this person, it's going to lead somewhere. Or if you go out with this person, it's going to be bad. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm like, you got to be interested in somebody before you go out with them and have that spark or at least have enough intrigue to go out with them more than you don't want to go out with them. But like I shared, you don't have to see the end. I mean, the example I shared about this girl was looking back like that is so powerful. I mean, if you don't know there's chemistry, like there's supposed to be a physical chemistry when you kiss somebody because you've never, because you've never had that with anyone else you've kissed, that's a really powerful lesson. Well, anytime you just walk, you learn stuff. Because the scenery changes. Even if I go on a walk you know, around my neighborhood or something, I'm going to see things differently. You know, I might see the mountains. I might see, you know, a house or something that I didn't see the same before. I know that every person listening has a desire that is deep in their heart, whether that's a business they want to start, a talent they'd love to start. And they, or a relationship that they love to explore. And they're so fearful because they don't know where it's going to lead. There's a, there's a point in the Book of Mormon that these, um, these apostles of the Lord are basically... They, they ask if when they die, he can, they can go up and be with him. And, and so, and he, and he responds, okay, so after 70, after you reach the age of 72 years old, you'll be with me. Now, I find that part super funny because I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'd love to know the exact age that you're gonna, you're, you're going to die. But I don't know if I'd love that. You know, maybe you'd use your time wiser, but maybe as the time got closer, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd freak out a little bit. I, I don't know. But I just, I find that part really interesting. We don't want to know the end from the beginning. We think we do, but guys, that would be so boring. I mean, it would be so boring. Now, some of you are like, I, I do read the end of a book before I read the beginning. And I have, I know certain people that they don't want to watch a game. If, well, myself, for example, I don't, I don't enjoy watching a game of a team that I really enjoy supporting. If it's a game I really, really want to watch, if I know the score. I mean, and so if somebody tells me the score or anything, like it, it actually quite annoys me. I mean, I don't make that big a deal about it, but it does. It annoys me. 
I, I don't like knowing that. I, I like being along for the ride. I like being along for the roller coaster. Well, part of the roller coaster is getting on the ride. What if it was so simple as just taking the next step? I mean, the other part of what I was saying about the sports, I know people that they, they won't watch a game because it's so, it causes them so much anxiety if they don't know the score beforehand. Now, sometimes we're like that, sometimes we're like the other. But where do you start? You start with the first step. I want you to think about something that you feel that you've either wanted to do or desired to do, or even it's just kind of been on your mind. Like there's been this this almost gentle peace about doing this thing. Now I want you to think about what would be the smallest, tiniest step that you could take for that. So for example, one of the things that I do is I, I write songs. This is something I started just fairly recently. Well, sometimes I'm guided and directed to reach out to a person to collaborate. One time I was just directed simply to share with a group of people that I was writing songs and somebody reached out to me to collaborate. And we actually ended up writing a song that's actually decent. Well, and then it also came to me, well, let's read this book about songwriting. Oh, there's these other, these, there are these other little courses on songwriting. We judge ourselves so harshly and we think we can't do anything that we actually can. As I've been talking, something has come up for you. The tiniest, tiniest next step for you to take. Let yourself get on the roller coaster. It's a lot of fun. Of course there's uncertainty. Of course there's, there's unknowns. But I think one of the biggest things that we have that works on us is doubt. A scripture in a book called Doctrine and Covenants, section 6, verse 36, says, Look unto me in every thought, me being Christ. Doubt not, fear not. Doubt and fear are the two things that hold us back. You know, it's interesting. I was in a class last night, and I had a lot of hesitancy to go to this class. It was a, it was a religious class that, that is held weekly, but I have to drive like 15 minutes each way to go. And so I kind of like, oh, and my schedule's starting to fill up a lot more, so I'm, I'm a little bit more selective with my free time. And I just kind of, I finally just made the decision to go. And somebody shared how, you know, years ago they, they saw this, they would see this poster or something all the time, and it was a rowboat. And on both sides of the rowboat, it had, one of the oars was labeled, I believe it was belief, and one was labeled action. And I think it was called the rowboat of faith. 
Well, the two forces that work against that are doubt and fear. And I would also add, I would also add a few others, and these these come from a man named from an inspirational talk by a, a religious leader named Kevin W. Pearson. And he says the six the six destructive D's are doubt. He says it comes from a lack of confidence in oneself or or abilities, discouragement. It comes from a lack of confidence in oneself or abilities. Oh, that might have been a typo, but of distraction, a lack of focus, a lack of diligence, a reduced commitment to remain true and faithful and to carry on through despite hardship and disappointment. Disobedience undermines the very basis of faith and disbelief, the conscious or unconscious refusal to believe. I believe those are the things that hold us back. I mean, funny enough, I'm looking at my wallpaper on my screen right now. And the quote, it, it's a picture of a rowboat. And there are two oars. And I, I really didn't plan this. Like, And the quote on there is by C.S. Lewis. Well, it's not really, but I don't know who, it, who it's attributed to. And so that's, that's who I have it attributed to. But it says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. We don't... Ha- so going back to this rowboat, I, be- I look at belief as looking forward to the future that you truly desire in your wildest dreams. And then, and then rehearsing that every day in your mind. We have so much noise in our heads. We have so much noise in the world. And we have so many forces working on a, a, against us. It's so important to remind ourselves what we are doing and what's important to us every day. So I share this often, but guys, this is one of the most powerful things I have. I have a list of I am statements that remind me who I am. And I also have this statement of my wildest dreams. And this this, uh, life story of my wildest dreams is a year from today, as if the life of my wildest dreams had come true. Well, as I'm going through the day, I, I see things differently. I have different impressions, different actions, different things per se that I have to do that come to me. Well, at that point, it's my choice whether I choose to listen to them or not. But what that does is it rewrites my mental story in my head because we all have a story of you know, whether we're successful, whether we're not successful, whether you know, insert whatever your story is there. I'm giving you permission now to rewrite your story. Like oftentimes we carry this story around with us like this giant pack of weights, thinking, well, I've only been this person. I've never, I've never achieved the things in my life that I really wanted to achieve. Who cares? Like I, I saw somebody recently, I think it was my, my, my friend Chris Heap, who's, who's kind of in the inspirational space as well, that posted, you know, how 
the the rear view mirror is much smaller than the front window for a reason because we it doesn't matter there's a there's a beautiful scene in the movie meatballs and if you just go, if you just put on youtube meatballs it just doesn't matter you can watch it but he just goes off on all these things that they're they're part of this poorer camp that doesn't have near as many of the you know amenities as this this wealthy camp does and he talks about all these things he's like oh they've got masseuses they've got trainers they've got everything and we've got nothing <laughs> and it just doesn't matter it just doesn't matter whatever your past has been put down the weight of that there's a, a beautiful song because i i believe new experiences and you can believe whatever you want but i believe they come through my hope and faith in Christ. He gives us new hope. And there's a musical called The Lamb of God. And in there it says, here is hope. And it's basically in the scene at the time or after he's resurrected. Through him we can do all things. And, and if you don't believe in that, just believe in a beautiful feeling and a wonderful feeling or whatever it is you believe in. But understand that all you have to do is put down your past, put down why you think your past has affected you. We think sometimes if we only had money, if we only had these other things, then we could move forward in our life. But I love the story. There's a wonderful book by Steve Chandler called The Story of You. And in there he shares about the story of old Elvis or young Elvis. The young Elvis was amazing, hungry, excited about life. But there came a point when he had so much money that he would actually like, you know, he just didn't care anymore. And he got super overweight and fat and like, and he all, well, but at the same time, he was deep frying multiple deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or peanut butter some sort of peanut butter sandwich that he would eat all the time. And when when Elvis died, he did not die in glory. Because he lost his hunger, he lost his fight. So anytime you think you can't take the next step to move forward in what you want, understand that in that very moment, there is somebody else in the world taking that next same step that has the similar challenges. There's a beautiful, beautiful movie that I love called The Ultimate Gift. And it was actually written by a man named Jim Stovall. Now, Jim Stovall is legally blind. And he's written all these wonderful books. If I remember right, he, he did get to be in the movie. But, you know, being blind, he never got to see the movie. And he has created a wonderful, amazing life for himself. Now, I'm not here to tell you that, oh, well, because this guy has his own challenges. No, my, my point is saying there is somebody out there with the same exact challenge that you're facing. For years, my challenge was, I don't want to move forward in my life unless I am married. That was my challenge, guys. That was the big thing that held me back. <laughs> well, funny enough, looking back, 
um, I randomly called a guy, literally cold calling, and we had a beautiful conversation. It was a chiropractor over in California. And I randomly talked to him. And he basically shared with me that, Joseph, maybe there's a possibility that you're not allowed to be married at this time in your life because you won't be able to fulfill part of your mission. Now, honestly, at the time he said it, like, I don't remember how I felt. There might have been a part of me that's like, well, that's a jerk thing to say. <laughs> and, and there might have been part of that that landed with me. Um, looking back, that really lands with me. Why does that land with me? Because this podcast has been one of the biggest blessings in my life. And if I had gotten married when I thought I wanted to be married many years ago, I would not understand a lot of the things that I understand. No matter what you're going through, you're going through it for a reason. It doesn't serve you to try to get over it. You know, one of the things I notice when I'm writing my book, if I just let myself be where I'm at in the story, instead of thinking, okay, I've got to get through this as fast as humanly possible so I can get to the next part of the story, then I write a lot better. I mean, today I ended up watching part of my book. There's, a, there's a, probably about a, I don't know, a page long scene or more about the character becoming the beast in Beauty and the Beast, the live musical. And so I was going through today and I was watching some versions of the transformation to try to figure out a bit more how I can articulate, how I can put that better. Well, funny enough, when I was watching kind of similar yesterday doing this research, it came to me that, well, it didn't just come to me, it was in the video. You know, that that happened to be a transformation that it was, you know, the, uh, the man that created that transformation in the book, in the movie basically said how that was a representation of him from going from a sinless man to a new man in Christ. And that just blew my mind. Like that just, I mean, honestly, like it got me a bit emotional and just, well, because this Beauty and the Beast scene was actually written originally years ago. Like, I've been working on this book for 11 years. Now, the book ch that I changed where it occurs in the book, but that part of the story had been written years ago. I had no idea of that. Now, the book also is about a character's transformation. Like the book itself is about that. And I just, and I was ready. I was so ready to gloss over this point in the book. I wanted to base, you know what this was originally? Well, it was about a paragraph long of, oh yeah, well, he became super awesome and he became the beast and beauty and the beast. Well, there was so much I was missing in that moment. And I didn't realize that. How, how amazing and how beautiful is it that all I have to do is show up and write? When I show up and write with as little as I can on my mind, being an empty vessel that you know, Heavenly Father can bring through me whatever He wants to bring, 
I do so much better. It's like even sometimes when I'm doing these podcasts, I start to fight what's coming through because it's like, no, we're getting off the topic. And Heavenly Father reminds me, it's like, this isn't, this isn't your podcast. This is mine. And it is. I, I don't take any credit for anything that I say because it's not mine. Now, what if I sat down and I thought I had to say every single thing that I knew I needed to say in the podcast beforehand? Well, number one, it would take hours. Like these podcasts would take an insane amount of time to prepare. And maybe they wouldn't, but I mean, if I'm writing, because sometimes these just kind of go until I run out of stuff that I feel I need to say, that would take hours. But when I just sit here and I allow myself to be an open vessel, to be used however the Lord wants to use me, He does. Well, guys, you have the same experience in your life. What if you could simply go forward in the things that you feel that you need and desire to do and stop worrying so much about the outcome? The outcome but could be so much greater than you could even imagine. I like the story of, you know, there's a man that is out cutting stone and he, you know, and he's dreading it. You know, and they ask, so they ask this person, you know, what is he doing? He says, cutting stone. And they ask another person, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm earning money to feed my family or I don't know. And, And then the last one, the most important one says, I'm building a cathedral to God. We all have different ways we can look at things. You know, for many years of my life, I would look back and think, oh my goodness, if only I would have done this thing different, my life would be different. If only I did this thing different, my life would be different. My life changed when I started showing up each day and doing the things that I love to do. I I play guitar each day. I write music each day. I, I work out each day. I, the reason that our story bothers us so much is because instead of changing the story that we're writing, we keep writing the same story. When you keep taking the same actions that have gotten you to the point that you're at right now, you're going to get the same results. Don't create your future from, the, from looking at your past. Because it's not even close. I mean, when I say write your life story a page as if your wildest dreams came true, I mean it. I absolutely mean it. I mean, don't worry about a single thing that you've done in your past. You know, one of the stories that I really enjoy about doing stuff, and and I don't know that much about this story, but Luke Combs, the country musician, has risen very quickly in country music. Very quickly. Well, all he's done is showed up every day and just done it. Now, some people out there might be saying, well, I only know four chords. 
Or they might say, I don't know any chords and I'd love to, I'd love to be a musician. Well, most musicians only need about four chords. They, somebody was telling me they call it like the, the, uh, it's like the country capo or something like that. The Nashville capo or the Nashville music system. All you have to do is use a capo and you really only need, need to know four chords. I can shift the position of the capo on, on the fretboard of the guitar and I can change the key. And by playing the exact same chord position, I'm literally playing different notes. There's even one song specifically that it plays the note D the entire first verse. And there's probably countless out there like that. We, we make things so hard. Whereas funny enough, what really matters about music is the emotion you put into it. Um, I believe it was Quincy Jones, the famous uh, music producer, said, no matter how tight the music is, you always have to leave space for God. Whatever you're doing, if you just show up, God shows up too. There's that quote that says 90% of success is just showing up. It's true. When I show up in life, amazing, amazing, amazing things begin to happen. And especially as you keep doing those things, amazing things continue to happen. I mean, momentum does play a role. It takes, if I plant a seed and I water it for 30 days and then I never water it again, it will die. There's a really cool story. It's actually in the Book of Mormon. If you just search Book of Mormon, Alma, A-L-M-A, 32, it's this allegory of the seed and it is so beautiful and it pertains to everything we're talking about. You just got to show up a little bit each day. I've, I've now been working on the song Sweet Child of Mine for probably almost eight months. And I'm about three quarters through. I've been about three quarters through for probably about four months now, but that's the solo section. And Guns N' Roses are just way better guitarists than I am, so it's going to take me a little bit longer to get it. And I only work on it about 21 minutes a day because there's a lot of, there's so many things I want to do in my life that I spend time doing each of them each day. You get to decide what you want your life to become. I want to share with you a poem that's, it's one of the wallpapers I have that flips through my screen. It's called Invictus by William Ernest Henley. Out of that night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years binds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. As lame as it sounds, guys, you are the captain of your soul. If your life is not going the direction you want it to go, you have endless resources. I mean, I've already shared with you guys. I mean, there is a completely free resource where coaches that charge hundreds of dollars an hour are there for free. 
You just have to do it in a group coaching setting. You have many coaches that if you just reach out to and say, hey, I'm stuck in this, I mean, they can help you. And you know what's funny? When I go to my coaches, my mentors, and when I have a real question, oftentimes right when I ask the question, and after I've let myself sit with it for a few moments being with them, the Spirit's able to teach me things that I didn't know before. So whatever you feel you're stuck on, like, stop being stuck. I have a friend, um, his, name's, his name's Damien, and he has this phrase that you know, everybody's stuck on stupid. And that's not to mean that people are stupid. It's just mean that we all, means we all get stuck. Hey, for years of my life, this might sound crazy, but it didn't make sense to me to have any sort of a schedule. Or actually, for a while it did, and I just didn't do it. And then for a while it didn't, and so I still didn't do it. And then it finally did, and I started having a schedule, and go figure, things have actually gone a lot better. (laughs) We, We all get stuck on stupid from time to time. But I think we all more so get stuck on doing the perfect right thing next. Whatever it is that you want to create in your life, I mean, you could even simply go Google it. Go Google it and say, how do I start a business? And read an article. How do I start a relationship? Where do I meet people? Where do I whatever? No, the truth is, as you're reading those things, you might have something come to you from the Spirit that has nothing to do with what's there. Listen to the Spirit instead, because most of the people that are writing how-to books have never done it. The people that are writing courses of how to become a best-selling published author have never become a best-selling published author. They just know how to make stuff that sounds cool. One of the scriptures that I really like is in First Nephi 17 or 18, and it basically talks about how the Lord taught Nephi to build a boat, an entire boat, this little rich kid that had no idea whatsoever about how to build a boat. But he taught him not, not the way man would. So everybody around you is trying to teach you how to do things, and you know what I'm telling you? They're telling you wrong. Notice most of what I do when I'm talking with you guys is I tell you not to listen to other people. I tell you to listen to the Spirit. I tell you not even to listen to me. The the Spirit tells you things as I'm speaking to you. Whatever it is that you need to hear, that's all that matters. I don't care what I say. I mean, I, I try to say the best things I do, but... I also try to let it go and understand that the only thing that matters is what is occurring to you in this very moment. Going back to our original question, when I know what I want, what do I do? You take the first step. I know this sounds ridiculous, guys, and I know you're probably sick of the Martin Luther King quote of the first step, and you're probably sick of the by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Quote, that's it in a nutshell. If you learn nothing but, oh, what's the next step? Well, I don't know what the next step is. Okay, well, what's the next step before that next step that you don't know? Or what, what's any step I could take? 
any step I take gets me out of the driveway. Oftentimes people are so worried about whether they take the left road out of the driveway or the right road out of the driveway that they don't even get close to New York City. So what I'm going to read next is a quote by Jesse B. Rittenhouse. I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay no more. However, I begged at evening when I counted my scanty store. For life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you have set the wages, why, you must bear the task. I worked for a menial's hire, only to learn dismayed. Any wage I had asked of life, life would have willingly paid. Now, I have lived many years of my life below my privileges, below my, below my circumstances. But I've also realized lately that Heavenly Father really is willing to bless us with the things that we desire. There's a beautiful scripture in Romans 8, 32. So that's in the New Testament that says, well, it basically, it says how Heavenly Father was willing to sacrifice His only Son, Jesus Christ. Well, I'm just going to read it. He says, He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now, if you happen to be a parent out there, um, you probably wouldn't sacrifice your kid for anything. Like, if God was willing to give his only son, then he's willing to give you almost anything as long as it's good for you. But we got to ask. And then we got to take the next step. It's like, for life is a just employer. He gives you what you ask. But once you've set the wages, why you must bear the task. So I go to Heavenly Father and I say, Heavenly Father, help me to make, to create this amount of money in my life. This will provide me with everything that I really want to do. Okay, go do this, Joseph. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Hold up. I, I didn't. I didn't ask you to tell, to tell me to go start a podcast. I wanted ways to go create money. I want ways to go create wealth. I don't want to do a podcast. You know, and Heavenly Father kind of sits back there as the, the ultimate loving father and just kind of chuckles. And he's like, okay, well, Joseph, that's, that's the path. I, I'm telling you what to do. Whether you do it or not is, is your that, that's up to you, but hey, you gave me the question. I gave you the answer. You know, I, I love the analogy of the Bat Computer, you know, the, the really cheesy one they used in the 1960s Batman. You know, you put in a little card and out comes a little card. Well, I made one of these when I was a kid. And all you have to do is you, you put, you connect index cards on the inside of a shoebox and you make a little chute. And then you put whatever question you want answered on the top and whatever you want the answer to be on the bottom. So you put it in and instantly out comes the answer. And it's kind of cool. I, I really enjoyed it when I had it as a kid. Well, that's the way it works with Heavenly Father. We put in the answer 
and out comes, or we put in the question or the desire and out comes the answer. But it doesn't look like we want it to. We say, oh, Heavenly Father, this is what I want. Okay, here's the next step. No, that can't be it. That, that can't be it at all. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it does, guys. It actually makes total sense. Why? Because he knows all the answers. It's like going to a supercomputer and saying, Hey, how do I, how do, I do this? And out comes the answer. No, that's not it. Computer must have bugs. The computer must have issues. Guys, I'm, I'm telling you, the stuff, the stuff that you want in your life is so available, so possible for each of you. If you simply just take the next step. There's a song even in Frozen that just talks about, I think it's Frozen too, that just says, take the next right step. There's also a really cool one called Into the Unknown that... um. The, the guy from Panic at the Disco does such a gorgeous version of this song. Go into the unknown. The unknown's where happiness is. I mean, I start these recordings and, and sometimes it's like I really find what was meant to be said at the very end of the podcast. <laughs> which, if I, if I could start this podcast over, which I won't, because everything in this podcast apparently was useful because it's what I was guided to say, was that God is the ultimate supercomputer. Ask him the questions. He'll, he'll tell you what to do, but then go and do it. And please understand, I'm not actually equating God to a supercomputer. I, I have very deep love and respect for Heavenly Father. But if, he, if you have an all-knowing being that knows everything from the end and the beginning, and he tells you to do something, why wouldn't you do it? Well, we talked about the, th the six Ds. But all the Ds are is just our thought. It is thought created by the adversary that comes on us like this crazy leprechaun thinking. But it doesn't serve you. It doesn't leave you peace. It doesn't leave you happiness. So my invitation to you is simple today. Whatever thing has come to you during this moment, no matter how scared you are, how fearful you are, how anything you are, if it's come to you in this moment and if you feel peace about going forward in it, Go do it, and you're going to be astounded what happens. Now, if you've made it to this point in the podcast, I'd like to invite you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I don't know how you got here, but that way, if you ever want to get back here again, it's right there for you in your subscriptions. And if you haven't already joined us, one of the really cool things that I do that's free for anyone that would like to participate is. Each Monday morning at 10 a.m. Arizona time, I host a group coaching call for Happy and Single. Anyone is welcome to come on. 
And you can even receive a little bit of one-on-one coaching time with me, depending on how many people are in the call. Now, every now and then that schedule changes. So you can go to the website happynsingle.com to be able to look at the schedule and also to be able to find the link to the Zoom room. Now, at the same time, if you would prefer a more one-on-one type of coaching experience where you can sit down and share your hopes and dreams and, and just kind of the stuff going on in your world, then there's another option available for you as well. Now, the bulk of my business is actually doing one-on-one coaching. If that's something you're interested in exploring, I've got a few spots open in my coaching practice. You can just message me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy, and we can sit down and have a chat. And it doesn't matter where you're at in the world. I've worked with people across the world. I do everything over Zoom, so it actually makes it pretty easy. Thank you guys so much again for listening. And go out and live your adventure. Thank you.